Hi there, I'm Jessica Burson, and I am the headmistress at the Audio Drama Lab Discord server. That is where what you're about to hear was birthed. You're here for one of three reasons. One, you know what audio drama is and you already love it. Two, a friend or family member sent you this link and you're not quite sure what you're about to get into. Or three, you just randomly stumbled upon this wonderland. If you are in the second or third category, audio drama is a thriving community of creatives that make fictional podcasts that rival some of your favorite TV shows. We strongly encourage you to explore the world of audio drama and find your new favorite show. The Audio Drama Lab is a Discord server for audio drama creators or anyone who's interested in things like voice acting, scoring, or writing for audio drama to come and find resources, find advice, and network to find a team so they can put together their own audio drama if they haven't already. If you'd like to join us, visit audiodramalab.com and you'll find an invite for the Discord server. We also encourage you to sign up for the website and get your profile up so people can find you. Now to tell you a little bit about what you're going to hear. The Audio Drama Lab did its first ever monologue fest. In this monologue fest, our actors were asked to give us prompts of character types they found interesting. Those suggestions were boiled down to 16 prompts, which were then delivered to the writers. The writers could choose from any of the prompts they wanted and were instructed to write a three to 500 word monologue. That was it. They got to do whatever they wanted as long as it was inspired by one of the prompts. We took the 30 plus monologues we got back, took them back over to the actors and told them to record whatever they wanted. This is a selection of those monologues. They were all sound designed by volunteers in the lab as well, and some of them even feature original music written by people in the lab. If this sounds like fun, we would love to have you in the lab. Eventually we'll be doing another monologue fest, which is great practice for writers, for voice actors, for beginning sound designers, and everyone else who doesn't quite know where to start in making an audio drama. So visit theaudiodramalab.com and enjoy this episode. Please don't tell me that everything's going to be all right. <laughs> How could anything be all right? The sky is falling and the ground is rising and the world is squeezing me tight and it's not going to stop until I break. Nothing is all right. I know why I'm here. It was only a matter of time. You're going to tell me that I'm on academic probation, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. If you're going to kick me out, then just do it already. Sorry. You're just doing your job. I know you want to help, but there's nothing you could do unless you know how to summon a miracle. Well, maybe there's one thing. Could you call my parents and ask if they could let me visit her? They won't listen to me. They keep telling me that it'll distract me. They don't want me to worry about her. They say that I should focus on my studies, but how am I supposed to do that? It's like there's a wall of fog in my head that nothing can breach. I try so hard to pay attention in class, but I can't hear a single thing that anyone says. All I can think about is her. Her name echoes through my mind every second of every hour. I think about her constantly. The last time we spoke, her voice was so small, so feeble. 
I know that the words we exchanged might be the last ones I'll ever say to her. It's making me sick. Please, I need to see her. Even if it's just for an hour, 20 minutes, I'll take anything I can get. Please ask them. They won't listen to me because they think I'm just a kid, but they might listen to you. You can spare me the lecture. I already know that I'll be in serious trouble if I don't get my grades up. Don't worry, I've already received that whole speech about how colleges can rescind their acceptance offers if I flunk my last semester, but I don't know what else to do. I feel like a ghost, cold and distant and lost, aimlessly wandering through these halls. I'm just going through the motions. And I know that I'm failing chemistry and calculus and probably English too, but I just don't care. My future is on the line, and I can't bring myself to care. My sister is the only thing that matters to me. I just need her to be okay. My parents are going to be so disappointed. They just wanted me to pull through and come out the other side with a decent senior year transcript. But I am drowning and my grades are falling and the late work is piling up so quickly that there's no way I'll ever be able to catch up. Everyone is telling me that everything is going to be alright, that I just need to do my best, but I know that it's not good enough. I'm sorry. It's all I can give you. Um... Hi. So, this is my first time reading out something aloud that I've written in one of these classes. So, please go easy on me. Okay? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the assignment I sent to write about something that makes me angry. And, well, I'm not really an angry person. I tried really hard, but I struggled to come up with anything that really makes me angry. There's uh, lots of things that make me sad or upset, but not really angry, not properly mad. So this is about something that makes me mostly sad and, and then a little bit angry when I think about it really hard. It's about my dad. I didn't know my biological dad because he left when I was little. Uh, my mom remarried. He died recently. And, well, it's in the poem, so here we go. I went through all of my father's things last weekend at his place. He left when I was only four. I don't recall his face. He never taught me how to drive or how to guard my heart. He didn't watch over my life. He didn't do his part. There were photos of family, but none of them were there. I wonder if he left them too, but I don't really care. 
who called me on the telephone to tell me that he died. My address in his diary was all that they could find. I didn't tell him where I lived. I didn't know he knew. He never tried to contact me. I didn't want him to. I emptied out my father's house. He left it all too late. There's nothing left but sadness now and a lingering sense of hate. So, yeah, that's how I feel about all that. I hope it wasn't too much or anything. If you have any feedback, I'm happy to hear it. I'll let the next person have a go now. Excuse me. You're sure to be fascist, douche nozzle. Why, hello, officer. How are you doing this fine morning? License and registration? Oh, sure. <clears throat> Why did this have to happen today of all days? I'm supposed to be at the chapel in ten minutes. Oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> you see, I have a uh, wedding to get to, and uh, I'm just so gosh darn late. <laughs> Whose wedding? <laughs> um, mine, maybe? <laughs> Ah, uh, nah, nah, I'm only joking. I'm, uh, I'm the priest. Uh, you, sir, have stopped the servant of God from performing their sacred duties. And on the sacred Sabbath, nonetheless. Yes, of course, I'm aware it's a Wednesday. How dare you question my beliefs in the will of God? If you remember Judges chapter 4, verse 6, and thus the Lord hath declared that the fourth day of the week shall henceforth be known as the Sabbath, and all who doubt his holy servants shall be smitten from off the face of the earth with fire and brimstone to the darkest pit of hell. Now, sir, I'm only trying to protect your soul from the pits of hell, where the ravens of the devil will peck out your eyes with their poison beaks of flame for all eternity. Oh, I see. You are a Bible scholar then? Studied at the seminary in the Vatican for several years. Well, it's presumptuous of you to assume that my faith uses the same translation of holy scriptures as yours. 
You need to have more tolerance, my child. And peace be with you. And I must go. If you could just pull to the side a bit so I can pull out of here. Oh, you've, you've been following me for the last 20 minutes. You saw everything, eh? Including the thing with the old woman in the wheelchair? Ah, okay, okay, okay. You don't get it. You didn't see the look she gave me. It was like I somehow responsible for the light not changing. Of course I had to take the wheelchair. I put it down on that bench safely. She's fine. Plus, you can find the wheelchair in that dumpster behind the Piggly Wiggly on 5th. Oh, right. You saw that too. Oh, the pickup. They totally cut me off. You wouldn't think that someone could cut you off from behind, but they had an extra special talent. So, yeah. I hit the brake a bit, suddenly they caused the pileup, but that airbag deployed for him, didn't it? He's fine. Yeah, I sped away. So what? Saw my missing cat. Uh, sniffles. I missed her so much. Nope, nope. I didn't try to hit the cat with my car. I just said that I missed her. Didn't I? Lousy freaking cat. Cats shouldn't have a vertical leap like that. Who do they think they are? Budweb. Okay, yeah, I see that your backup has arrived. Damn, yeah, I'm, I'm getting out of the car. Of course, man. It's really no problem. I'm happy to help. So, what, what is it that you need me to say exactly? Oh, you have a whole script written. Wow. This is longer than I expected. Uh, what did you say this was for again? No. Oh, right, yes, yes, sorry, sorry. I know we don't have a lot of time. Let's get going then. Should I... Should I just stand right here? Okay, I think I'm ready. Do you want to start the recording? Oh, it, it, it's already going, the, the red light. Okay, cool. I'll just start reading then. <clears throat> Do you ever feel like there aren't enough spiders in your diet? Um, wait, is... is that a typo or something? No. Are you sure? Ah, oh, sorry. Sorry, I'll keep going. Um... Do you ever feel like there aren't enough spiders in your diet? Me too. Recent studies have shown that the average person should be ingesting 8 to 12 spiders per day. Um... Excuse me, is, is, is that true? No. Right, um, sorry. Recent studies have shown that the average person should be ingesting 8 to 12 spiders per day. But it's just so difficult to find any good spider-based recipes. But worry not, listener, because we have a solution for you. 
Introducing Spider Bites, a brand new recipe book created by a dedicated team of nutritionists and entomologists. Spider Bites features 26 delicious and nutritious recipes that will show you how to incorporate spiders into your favorite meals. For just $29.99, you can enjoy meals like crab spider cakes, arachnoodles, and even our world-famous tarantula lasagna. Got a sweet tooth? No problem! For an extra $4.99, you will receive six additional dessert recipes, including Black Widow waffles, Peppermint Patty long legs, and more! Ah, <laughs> uh, look, Anne. I really don't want to read the next part. Do, do I have to? <laughs> Alright, fine. And that's not all. If you call 1-800-SPIDERS and place your order within the next 12 hours, we will include a free ingredients kit filled with the freshest, ripest spiders you'll ever find. Oh, God, I've got to be sick. I'm sorry. I can't do this. I know that I said I would help you out, but, but you said it would just be reading a few lines. I have to put my foot down. This is way more than I bargained for. And that whole thing was, was crazy anyway. No one wants to eat spiders. That's insanity. People wouldn't buy this stupid cookbook even if you paid them. I'm going to go home. Good luck with your new business endeavor. But I refuse to have any part in this. Goodbye. Honestly, had no idea what to expect tonight. Certainly didn't expect this type of crowd, that's for sure, but... Huh, here we are. Well, I'm sure that y'all are expecting some sort of, uh, inspiring speech or something. So many expectations in this room. Some of them been met. Some of them been exceeded. Some of them been forced to... Change, I suppose you'd say. I guess that's what uh, all this has been leading up to, isn't it? Change, huh? Look, most of you know my story. Forty-seven years I sat in that insurance office. I sat, watching, as the decisions around me impacted the lives of thousands. Sure, I justified myself and my actions, walking right up to that line. I could ensure that others did not cross it. The clever wording in our policies would protect our company's bottom line. <laughs> but those who really were in need of coverage would be sure to have it too. I was keeping out the lazy and the ignorant while protecting those that needed help in their most dire moments. <laughs> There's that pesky word again. Expectations. The company had its expectations, that's for sure. Keep the business afloat. Make the shareholders happy, eh? Yeah. I had my own expectations. 
keep my job, feed my family. But you know what? I, uh, I'd somehow forgotten my mother's expectations. Be kind. Do more good than those who came before you. Inspire those that come after to be even better. <laughs> you know, the most ironic thing of it all is that the one line in that policy that could have saved her in those last minutes was something that had my stamp of approval. <laughs> Quite literally, a rubber stamp says approved. <laughs> I I'm kind of old school that way. You know, I tried to fight things in every way possible. I, I knew the loopholes. <laughs> Hell, I helped make sure those loopholes were there in the first place. I had first-hand knowledge of everything they could throw at us, and it didn't mean a damn thing. There was no way we could win. But I kept digging. Mama's expectations pushed me further down the rabbit hole. What I found? The corruption, the lies, the... The way it all connected blew me away. Now let Jennifer over there know what I found. Well, I guess she found all of you. Well, expectations. Huh? You expect me to have a plan. Yeah, I got that covered, don't worry. You expect payback for everything that the company did for you. You bet your ass that's on its way. You expect it to be hard. I'm not gonna lie, it, it will be, but... <laughs> man, oh man. I'm expecting to see some fireworks tonight. Settle down, please. Come on now, take a seat. Yes, you too, Jonathan Trumbuckle, I see you. Now, first of all, I want to apologize for taking all of you out of your classes for this last minute school assembly. Believe you me, I would never interrupt your valuable education if it wasn't completely necessary. Before I get into why I gathered y'all here this morning, I need to say something to Vice Principal Kirky. Ethan, you're a good man. I know that and the whole faculty knows that. But you're annoying as shit. None of us can stand being near you for more than five minutes. Several of your peers have used their precious sick days specifically to avoid having to come in and talk to you. None of us care about your stamp collection. None of us care about your weekends at the pro mini golfing fantasy camp. You are the dullest person on earth. And yet you've somehow convinced yourself that you were infinitely interesting. It boggles the mind. You once interrupted Mrs. Wynn's story about climbing Mount Everest to say that your gym has a rock climbing wall. Do you not see why no one would care to hear that? Our lives are very short, Ethan, and no one wants to spend any more of them listening to you talk. 
Learn to speak with efficiency, okay? All right? Okay. Now, where is Mrs. Go? Mrs. Go? Ah, there you are, Molly. Molly, sweetheart, with all due respect, you will never be me, okay? You do understand that. You can marry as many board members as you want. I mean, you're already up to, what is it now, three? Yes, I'm counting former board members, but even still, I've known you've been gunning for my job since the moment you showed up on my office doorstep. For the last 25 years, you've been slithering your way towards my chair, and now you finally got your wish. Your husband is forcing me to retire. Vice Principal Kirky is being promoted to my position and you to his. It's a really brilliant idea, really, Molly, to put the person the staff hates most in a position of power so you can more easily oust him and take his place, even though you don't have the education or experience to do so. Oh yeah, Ethan, that's why Molly's the only one who laughs at your stories, by the way. She's been feeding your ego to make everyone else hate you even more. So that's about it, all. It's been my honor to serve as your principal all these years. Well, it hasn't, actually. Most of you are unbearable, grimy little nose pickers. And your parents are lazy, entitled idiots. But there's been a few of you over the years who've been tolerable. Anyway, I'm off to Cancun. School's dismissed for the day. Visitors to the Temple of Apollo. As you all know, I'm Delphinitely Wise, and on tonight's stream, I thought the focus is all on you. Ask away, and I will see what I can help out with. First, however, it has come to my attention that some individuals believe me to be a fraud. I do not know where this came from. You all have seen me. I believe this comes from jealousy and a general lack of faith. You cannot expect someone with a bias to be converted, but there is no need to be rude. I see we have quite the activity in the chat. Let's start with... Thank you, BananaKing6643, for the donation. Keep them coming, you guys. Okay, first off, we have Joe the Schmo asking, Should I go to college for engineering? Indeed, that's the question. No doubt about it, engineering can be a fulfilling career if that's what you want to do, and the pay is, well, very good. At the same time, it is not an easy course by any stretch of the imagination. It would be best to discuss this with an expert, but at the end of the day, if you are meant for the profession, I am sure you will find yourself with that application filled and ready to submit. Green Bull asks, My cat is about to have her litter. Is there anything you can tell me about it? Will they be healthy? I'm... <laughs> I'm no bad, but... 
let me tell you guys a secret. <sighs> Even though I can see what is to come, there are still some things I cannot know. You see, a week ago, my kitten ran off. I have not slept since, and I... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue. I just... I just miss that little thing so much. Please. Please help me find him. Okay, the truth is, I need you guys to help me out here. I can sense he will be returned to me, but I cannot do it alone. I need to buy ads in the newspapers, flyers. It's the only way. I don't normally ask you guys for much, but I cannot live without him. I'm going to end it early tonight. Thank you for your understanding. Are you going to just stare at me? Or are you going to unlock me? I see. I'm not to be trusted, hmm? No, I get that. And I don't blame you. <laughs> Could I ask for a single kindness, though? Pour some water into my mouth. <coughs> Thank you. <laughs> I very much appreciate that. <coughs> Back to staring at me now. All right. I suppose it's up to me to keep the conversation going then. So... Do you often kidnap poor, innocent people off the street and then chain them to the floor of your underground concrete bunker? Not usually. Well, <laughs> a gimme, I suppose. You do realize that I don't have any information about where they took your father. I'm not going to pretend I didn't know him. We worked at the same laboratory, and you obviously are aware of that fact. But I promise you, I would never have turned him in for stealing that formula. I didn't even know that was what he'd been trying to do. I mean, I knew he was up to something, but I wasn't involved. And like some people, I like to keep my nose clean. Do you know if he managed to get the formula to Ocula before the biocops got him? I'll take that as a no. Thank goodness. The less they know, the better for all of us. Sorry, were you about to say something? About Ocula? You know that if they had the formula, they'd do just as much harm with it as the government, right? Perhaps even more. People like us, like you, me, your father, we don't matter to any of them. They can pretend they're trying to save humanity all they like, but in the end, it's all about power. The very act 
of wanting power corrupts. The only person who should be in charge is someone who doesn't want power. And where are we going to find one of them? Hmm? <laughs> so, who's going to run the world when your little rebel faction gets control? Ocula? Perfect. Another corporation set in place to protect us, because that's worked out so well already. What did they tell you to get you working for them? Do they promise you some nice cushy job in the new regime? Do they promise to keep your loved ones safe? Or do they just promise you a sack of cash? I don't judge you for taking whatever they seduced you with. It's a tough world out there. I get that. I've done stuff I'm not proud of. But if you think that doing their bidding is going to be enough to save your father... I'm sorry, friend, but you've got a lot still to learn about the world. People like me, we're not your enemies. So long as you don't put us in danger. But right now, right now, I feel like I'm in danger. And you don't want me feeling that way. Trust me. A tiger only bears its teeth when it feels threatened. Now, can you please unlock me? Fine. Then you'll just have to tell Ocula you couldn't get the formula. Yes, of course I know how to access it. Give me a reason to help you, and I will. So, what do you say? Unlock me. And we can talk like humans. I'm not coming home, I don't think. I'm sorry. You should know that I wanted to. I have some rocks in my pocket, actually, that I was going to bring to you. Shiny ones with specks of different colors. I know how much you like to look at them under a magnifying glass. Remember when we were little and mom bought you that geology book? She thought it was the science of rocks that you were interested in, how they were made. You never touched it. You were only interested in the patterns you saw there, in the shapes. You liked to see the ways the nature put colors together. Had this notion that there was some god with a paintbrush coloring everything in just for you. Mom thought you would be a scientist, but I knew better. You would be an artist. I would be the scientist. I snuck into your room and stole that geology book from you. I don't think you ever found out. I never told you. There's a lot of things I never told you. I never told you that I got an offer to teach biology at the university level, but I turned it down. I didn't want to be in one place. I needed to be traveling, to be researching. I didn't want to teach anyway. I wanted to learn. I always saw myself like a black hole for information. I can just keep learning and I'll always be hungry and I don't ever want to stop. I also didn't tell you when I got the offer to go do field research on an uninhabited island. You were doing a gallery opening and I didn't want to upstage you. You would always get so upset if I stole your spotlight. 
On your 10th birthday, I threw up. And all the adults were so worried about me that they stopped paying any attention to you and you took weeks to forgive me. Do you remember that? I think it's not just that though. I also didn't want to scare you. I think I knew before I went that the island was not normal. But my curiosity propelled me forward. The gravity of that black hole. I wish I could tell you what I found here. I wish I could describe it to you. I almost wish you could see it, because if you could, I know you would make beautiful art. But I do not wish that, because if you saw what I have seen, it would consume you just like it has consumed me, and you would not be the person you were, and you could never, ever return. So I'm not coming home. I'm a part of the landscape now. I'm sorry. I know my loss will hurt you, but I hope you use that pain to make something beautiful. You always do. Look out, pipsqueaks! High Council coming through! That's right. Make way for your sovereign ruler, Willow, and her trusted friends. <laughs> oh, isn't it so great to finally get the coolest spot in the barn on the hottest days of summer? Girls? Girls? Hey, Maggie? Muffin? What's going on? Why are you not following me to the back? It's so nice and cool over there. Aren't you hot? <laughs> I can finally get us all of the best shit. The coolest summer spot. The warmest winter nook. The first sips at the water trough. While it's so nice and fresh. Not to mention clearing out the entire hay rack whenever we're hungry and we want to eat in peace without all of those pathetic hoof biters crowding us. Oh, and don't forget about when they refill the fresh, salty minerals. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? Maggie, you, you liked eating with the rest of the herd? And now they're too scared of you by association? Fear is power, Magnolia. That's what it means to be the herd queen. If that's too much for you, I won't stop you from stepping down as a high council doe, but just know, I will be very disappointed. You mean a lot to me, Maggie. I don't want to see you lose rank so swiftly and willingly. I know how you feel about Cortana. Best friends forever, attached at the hip since your first taste of alfalfa. But she made her choice. She wanted to laze around and sunbathe rather than step up and lead her herd with us. You know this. I was brought into this herd as a yearling 
with no friends. And I built my own path to the top. I worked hard for this position without a single goat to rely on. When crotchety old Fern finally breathed her last, I mean, just let go already, am I right? You stepped up. You too, Muffin. You both were there for me to help lift me to the top when it mattered. And I'll never forget that. And I hope you won't either. But if you do step down, there will be blood. Relentless fighting for days as more ladies scramble for your cherished spots at the top. And once you're out, your benefits vanish. Only my high council does can eat and sleep next to me. You'll be chucked down the hierarchy and left to fend for yourselves among the lesser. So tell me, Listen, sweetie, it's four in the morning. Are you drunk? What? Okay, slow down. Explain. Okay. Okay, no, you were right to call. Calm down, I need to think. No, no, I hear you. Listen, have you called the police yet? Okay, good. Don't. They won't be understanding. They never are with folks like us. Yes, baby, yes, I know. But that's how the world is, and right now is really not the time for a leap of faith. All right. Now, did he... did he bleed a lot? Good. Was it the first time that he... You could have called, you know. I know I'm not always... I mean, I I know we haven't been... Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. You called now. Did you ring your mother, too, or... No, no, you're right. It's for the best. You did good. Did it make a lot of noise? Because if it woke the neighbors up, then... Oh. Used to it? Sure, fine, whatever, they're used to it. Now, I I need you to do one thing for me. Can you go over there and touch his neck and check that he's actually dead? Yes, I know, honey. I'm sure it's a lot of blood. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. Can you still just... Okay. Okay. You don't have to. It's okay. I'm on my way now. I'm checking train tickets right now and... What? No, I don't care. Expensive is the last thing on my mind right now. Okay, it looks like there's one at 6am that I can jump on and then... Ah, shit. Are you sure? It could just be a breath leaving the body. They do that, you know. Yes, I have seen a corpse before. I was there with my little brother when he died. Well, no, I guess I never did. But there's not really much to say, is there? I had a brother, and then I didn't. It's no use dwelling on the past. Hey, can you head to the kitchen and get yourself something to drink? You sound like you need it. No, no, you're not going to call an ambulance either. Because he's not going to make it, sweetie. And they are going to call the police on you. 
Hey, do you still have your camping gear? Okay, good. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to get the tarp of the tent and throw it over him. Yes, of course I remember. I taught you how to pitch the damn thing. You almost poked my eye out with a pole the first time. Is there a toolbox in the house? I can bring mine if not. You're not sure. That's fine. I'll take my saw. Never trust another man's tools anyway. Go get a shower, all right? And put all your clothes in a trash bag. Your kangaroo t-shirt? Yeah, I remember. From our trip to Australia. You still fit in that? I guess you lost a lot of weight. Okay, well, I guess we'll just have to go back to Australia and get you a new t-shirt. Just put it in the trash for now, okay? He's... he's trying to talk? Okay. Can you just pull the tarp and put the phone next to his ear for a second? Hi there, good evening. Nobody is ever going to find your body. They will all know what has happened to you, deep down, but they will do nothing. No more than they did for her. They'll lower their heads and move on with their lives, and if anyone ever talks about you again, it will only be in crass rumors and speculation. And trust me, you better die on your own by the time I get there. I think if there's one particular moment that's ingrained in my memory, it's when I dropped you off at your mom's place, and you quickly leaned over the car's middle console and kissed me. By the time my brain caught up to the moment, you were smiling at me from the other side of the closed car door. Dear God, that smile. (laughs) That was such a shitty car. Is it weird that I still miss it sometimes? I mean, it broke down at least as often as it worked, but I don't know. It's just so many good places that car got me to. All the quiet nights, just the hum of the road and whatever static-filled music was playing at whatever hour it was. None of that mattered because it was just a pocket of the universe we shared together. I'd drive anywhere with you so long as we got to be in that universe together. We used to sit on the trunk, leaning back in the rear windshield, and stare up at the night sky. We'd talk about our future when it was as bright and distant as the stars above us. College, work, kid, life in the country. Maybe it was ridiculous, but it was us. I mean, if there was anyone who could do it, it'd be us. Right? I don't know when that universe started to shrink. For me, it just meant we were alone together whatever routine we fell into I didn't really care because it was our routine every little moment however boring it's it's our moment when did that universe get to be too small for you was there a point I could have stopped it from closing in on us or was it always destined to crack and crash down around me. We were good. 
I thought we were so good. I haven't seen that smile in such a long time now, though. Could I make you smile again? Even just one last time? What would it take for you to have stayed just a little longer? Long enough for me to tell you all of this. that I'm stuck with you. Keep your mouth shut and don't acknowledge me. Just walk nonchalantly next to me. No, stop looking in my direction. People will get suspicious. I've lasted six weeks out here on my own, scavenging what I can, blending into the background. Even before I had that disruptor disc, I could find the smallest opportunities to get what I need unnoticed. Like... Wait for it. Right there! Ha! Got it! Oh, man. There's just some original flavor of Soylent in here. Never any of the good stuff. <laughs> anyway, the trick is to not wear things to stick out. See, that suit that you have on... Obviously, you've been through some shit. I think maybe literally. Here, this spray will help. But still, that's some 20th century Wolf of Wall Street style outfit. That stands out. You might think that going in the other direction might be a good option. Like her over there. Sally, the woman of a thousand cats. Too much attention again. Sure. People will actively avoid looking at you, but they remember you, man. They remember you. They go back to their fancy apartments, pull up a hollow chat with their besties, and they talk. You don't want them to talk. You want to be invisible. So what do you do? Yeah, a disruptor disc can help. But in a pinch, you have to be scrappy. T-shirt, jeans, hat. Don't go for sunglasses. Every freaking police sketch in history has sunglasses. Nah, man. Just be yourself. Let's face it, you look pretty plain as is. Here, sit on this bench. Pretend to feed the birds. There's been a guy following us for two blocks now. Might be nothing, but can't be too careful. What exactly did you do, man? Obviously you're in trouble, but what kind of trouble? Just nod when I get close, alright? Did 
you do something illegal? Huh? Oh, how boring. Oh, do they think you did something illegal? Yeah, now we're getting somewhere. All right, was it hacking? Drugs? Robbery? Kidnapping? Murder. Oh, shit! The big one! Are you innocent? Really? Come on. You didn't do it? All right, all right, sheesh. People will think you're having a seizure with these knobs. Wait a tick. Holy hell, you're the Ninth Street Strangler, ain't ya? I mean, you say you're innocent. Yeah, stop that nodding. Wow, man. They are going hard after you. Hell, all I did was hack into Judge Harmon's private files and leak some lewd pictures of his secretary. And they've been trying to go after me for weeks. But you, they're out in force. And you are out of your depth. Oh, man. Why'd you have to be so likable? And innocent. And kind of cute in an out-of-your-depth sort of way. Oh, anyway... Fine. Look, man. I can survive. You don't got a chance. Take my neural disruptor disc. Yeah, it didn't work on you, but it's pretty good in a tight spot. The code is 4575. It'll recalibrate to you. I'll take care of Mr. Lucky Lou, and then you're on your own. Damn. I'll find you later, and you owe me big time. Good luck, Mr. Innocent. I ain't no strangler. <laughs> You'll need it. Oh, they're fine. They're over there with Uncle JG. Look at me. No. Look at my face. No. No, look at that. Stop. Stop. Pretending. Too late. Already infected. God. Feel like someone started one of those science fusion reactors inside my head. I don't. I don't think I am very long. Listen to me. You're going to finish this. We're so close. Those seven-legged bastards don't know about our secret weapon. And our secret weapon is you. Remember, Lieutenant, stop looking at my leg. Remember your first day at basic? I was minutes away from shipping you back to Terra in our worst shuttle before you... You... The bat. No, no, don't look. Listen... The rest of it. We're so... We're close to the nest now. A few of your little tricks, and you can land this. Send these parasites and the ship they stole down to the special circle of hell I reserved for them. God knows they deserve it. What are you waiting for? Go! Stop wasting time staring at my goddamn wounds like a rabbit about to be chewed up by the wheels of a truck. Oh, help me. Lieutenant, if you touch that bite, I'll shoot you myself. Now. 
I know about you, Kate. Yeah. Who did you think was governing? Paying for their, you know, they look like you. Almost made me wish I'd settled. Too late for that now. You gotta get out of here. God, you have a kid. They can't live in a world infested with these things. I've seen, I've seen too many people turn. I can't, don't let them leave this ship, Lieutenant. You can stop this. That's right. That's it. Up you get. I think I can feel. Oh God, there! A bat! It's hatching! It's hatching! Lieutenant, run! run! If I'm being honest. Up until a month ago, I never even imagined doing something like this. Wasn't sure it was for me. And I certainly didn't think I'd ever end up here with you. I mean, sure, I've done this before, but it was an accident. So I'm not really sure it counts. But the more I thought about it and learned about it, Google can be very informative. I realized just how much I really wanted to try this. Like, actually try this and do it by my rules. I wasn't sure when I would get the chance, but every day that passed made me want it more and more. And even though I was anxious to go through with it for the first time, I knew that it would be amazing. I dreamed about it every day for weeks. I knew exactly how I was going to do it. What all I was going to use and roughly how long it would take. All that was left was my partner final piece of the puzzle. I have to admit, though, I was a little nervous when I ran into you. As time went on, I wasn't sure I'd ever actually be able to do it, but then I saw you. And it was like everything clicked into place. Oh, silly me, I get so caught up that I completely forgot your friend was here. You do understand why I had to do it with them first, right? I wanted to make sure I got all the kinks worked out before I got to you. You are the reason I'm here, after all. You're why I did all of this. Okay. So you're not technically my first, but I didn't want killing you to be some messy and unorganized fiasco. I wanted to make sure this moment would be perfect. Now, it can be. The drummer is here. Seeking to blast me for my cursed deeds. No. Not the drummer. People folk in their iron steeds. Such is their way, taking my mountain away. Mm. Long is the time I spent in these halls. 
so very many nightfalls. My treasure is immense. So much, so I must always be on the defense. I hear them now, breaking into my home, ever more limiting the space I can roam. Oh, how I wish to break the carapace, force them to forever leave this place. I would tear and break asunder a proper and terrifying manhunter. Oh, but as it stands, I cannot do that. My every move would make me fall flat, for it is of iron these mounts are made. And should I approach, my power will quickly fade. Bind me to the wielder's will unbreakable. Render me magically incapable. Once a bride to the mountain I took, only for a priest to read from the book. Such terror, such pain. I wish not to suffer again. Were it I only settled elsewhere, I may not have been so ensnared. For the hated iron is all surrounding, demanding, perhaps, my announcing. Folk and hear what I say. I live in this mountain and wish to stay. Say then, please tell how may one stop this disquietude? The noise, the rumble, the clamor of great magnitude. If it's riches you seek, I could fill your bags within the week. All I ask is that for this turn, you leave to never return. Leave this mountain, tear down your fences, I beg of you, come to your senses. For should you continue destroying my residence, you will not be pleased when you learn of my vengeance! Your power over this world dwindles, the protection brittles, the book, the detested bells of old, Don't you grow and expand like mold? Rewarded your cooperation would be. I'm just as terrible my anger if set free. Don't talk. Only make it worse, darling. Stefan was the one who told me we'd finally got you. Have you met Stefan? You nearly ran him over once while speeding off on that ridiculous hoverbike. I was enraged. Anyway, you know me. Prepared for every eventuality and yet in constant need for surprise. I had this room set up for you. Hmm. 
maybe a decade ago now? See the pool you're dangling over? I had the acid customized to match your eyes. Papers don't do them justice. Gosh, it's almost endearing when you blush. This was an eventuality. I've been ready for you. These days, the only avenue for excitement is if I surprise myself. You can imagine my delight when Stefan showed me the video of you trying to wriggle free of those restraints, and instead of the crowing swoop of victory in my chest, I felt, well, I haven't had nerves for years. Hence the surprise. I had three maniacal laughs on the way down here, choking those butterflies up from the pit of my stomach. Ours is a precarious dance. If I were to step closer, I think that awful fluttering would return. Look at you. Maybe I'll keep you like this. How could I ever be bored when you're glaring at me like that? (laughs) Oh, you were the one who thrusted yourself into my orbit. You, with your cheekbones and your super strength, what did you think was going to happen if you went chasing a black hole? I could let you go, of course. I might. Just to surprise myself. Someone has to keep things interesting around here. Maybe I'll keep you and study you. No one else needs to understand you on a cellular level but me, after all. I could find out what makes you so indefatigable. Sometimes I wonder if your tenacity is the only thing that drives me onwards. I wonder who you are when you don't have any schemes to foil. No damsels, no distress. I... You disgusted me at the start. I'd see red at the mention of your name and it was nothing to do with your stupid spandex. Did you see Rhea on the way in with the... She suggested that I wanted to be you. Said I was obsessed because I would never emulate your unblemished career. Oh, darling, don't look like that. The arm was nothing to do with me. Now I have you. I... I haven't felt so alive in a long time. Not since Paris. You remember... I know you remember. I don't think it's your career I want. Do you ever think about folding up your suit and retiring? I have an island. Beautiful place. Clear waters, dormant volcano. The chef from your favorite restaurant is working there. Small world think you'd like it. Your bedroom looks out over the water. 
I'm going to untie you. And I'm going to ask you a question. Say yes. Lady, may I have a word? Oh, forgive my appearance. It has been a rough few weeks, months, years, really, if I'm honest. Since the end of the war, so, well, two years already. <laughs> Would you believe it? Bet you didn't see time fly either. Being a happy little wife sure keeps one busy, doesn't it? My gosh. But you're beautiful. He never said. Sorry, I'm <laughs> being rude. I always am nowadays. It's the pain. I know some took it as gracefully as being a blessed sign that we're all still alive to feel it. Me? It just made me as ugly on the inside as on the outside. Although, let's face it, I was never a pretty thing even before the show. No, please put that away. I'm not here for charity. I have my little pension, frugal as it is. The government isn't the thankful type, but those pencil pushers know better than to fill their sheets with people who know how to slice a throat to survive. I knew him, you see. Haven't seen him since he was shipped back home. Back to you. I watched him board that ferry, watched every step he took on that creaky little ramp. He didn't look back. I stood there, all stupid and sad, thinking of all those ladies who waved their kerchief as their man sailed to war, wondering about the ones man didn't turn back, wondering if it was fair to miss a man who sailed away from the smoke and the mud and the rattle of death. I feel stupid now, too. It was a beautiful day for a funeral. Too beautiful for him, anyways. He was an ugly man, you know. <laughs> Maybe not to you, he wasn't. Maybe he hid the ugly as he came home, but I knew him to his rotten core, and I don't mind telling you, I loved him for it. We loved each other in a way only a man can love another. We found comfort in the trenches in a way that every priest, pastor, and vicar would curse our souls for if we weren't already damned. There's no salvation for men who have done what we have. There can be no warmth and pleasure and skin on lips and tongues on skin and even kindness to it. I carried him back when he got his leg blasted into a sea of red mist and I sang while the surgeon chopped off the mangled bits. He laid on me when I got tangled in barbed wire and we spent the night pretending to be corpses on the border between life and 
death and felt like drawing lines in the water to the point where I wasn't sure if we were still living at all. He didn't look back. I'd love to tell you I didn't blame him. I know I'm not a sight to look back for. And he had every reason in the world to return to you. What would we have done? Settled into a little cottage with our wounds and our memories until time came to lower us both into a pauper's grave. Run to the colonies to lay down in the sun and let the sea wash away the sins of our flesh? There's no believing any of the promises a man makes under the gaze of death. He had a life before. He just sailed back to it. It's unfair to hate you for it, and yet... What? What are you doing? Oh, I'm... I'm sorry, I haven't bathed in a couple of days. This can't be... You smell nice. This... All the last time a lady held me like this. Could I? <laughs> yes, yeah, sure, why not? I can stay for tea. If you're sure. If, if you'll have me. If you don't mind the ugly. I know you don't trust me. (laughs) I sure as hell wouldn't. But the fact that you haven't killed me already tells me that you're the better of us. Look, these hands, they've done things. Some days I look at myself in the mirror and (laughs) it wasn't always like this, you know? But everyone's just one wrong step away from this. (laughs) It's probably where you and I differ the most, that belief. But I've lived it. I know. One bad shuffle and before you know it, you're digging down in the dirt, trying to find the piece of yourself you just lost. It's gone, though. You can't get it back. You know that. But you keep digging deeper and deeper. Before you know it, all you can see is this grave you made. You try to turn around and claw your way out, but you just bury yourself even more. A person who had any good in them, who is worth anything, is gone, dead, and buried. And we're all just one wrong shuffle, one bad deal away from it. But I see you. You don't have a speck of dirt on you. Any cards you've been dealt have either been winning hands, or maybe you're a true hero. Caping shit and all that, right? Maybe you care more about doing right by others than being happy. I don't know. Whatever it is. I wish I'd been you. It's 
too late for that to mean anything. I know that. I just... I wish. So get out of here. Call the cops. Save the day. Get the princess or whatever. Just go. Look, my partner is going to be here any minute now. So just... Please, just this once. I know I don't deserve it. But trust me. I'll hold him off. hands will always stink with the dirt and mire of the life I've lived. What's one more life taken by them? Just another smear of dirt. Hello. I, uh... I know you probably don't want to see me right now. If you want to slam the door in my face, that would be okay. I know I probably would slam the door in my face or want to, or want to do more. And if, if you wanted to do more, I don't think I'd stop you. I came here to apologize, which considering everything seems just, I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? All the things I did and what words are going to somehow balance the scale? No, I don't. I don't think an apology will change much, will it? It won't bring Joe back. It won't make you feel better. And it certainly won't make me feel better. There's a lot I'm sorry for. There's stuff I should be sorry for that I don't even know about, I'm sure. She's gone. And who can trace the intricate patterns a life makes in the world? Complex and subtle. I I can't. I know the connections Joe and I had, and the connections she had to you. Some other parts of her life, maybe threads leading off to others I was sort of aware of, but it's not just those threads I cut. It was all of them. All of them. Like, we kind of assume that what we know of a person is all they are. But she... Like, at the trial and after, I learned stuff about her that I had no idea about. I didn't even know she had a sister. Can you believe that? She never told me. We never talked much about that stuff. And now, that thread is cut. And her friend's at work. And... and and the homeless guy she would give her leftovers to. Hell, people she would pass on the street or sit next to on the bus. Thin threads though they are, they're gone. Who knows how just her presence in the world could have changed it. You never think about how everyone else is the center of the universe. Sometimes it's too much. I know you don't care about my struggles, and, and that and that's fine. But you know what I keep coming back to is her laugh. You know what I mean? She didn't laugh a lot, but when she did, it was pure and genuine. Musical, you know? Or maybe like daylight? 
she would open her mouth to laugh and the world lit up. And I mean, have you seen the world? Do you know how much we all could use some light? And I put that out. I mean, what kind of person am I to do something like that? So, yeah. So, uh, slam the door if you want. Go ahead. I get it. <laughs> 